This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. If you look back, uh, you know, six months or a year ago and said to Jason Kenny, what do you need more than anything else heading into that review? A budget surplus would have been very, very high on the list, but probably something he wouldn't even have dreamed of. And then lo and behold, last week, he got just that. It's not a huge surplus, but it's a surplus. Talk about a reversal of fortune. The timing couldn't be better. So let's walk through just how big of a deal this is, how it happened, and what it might mean for Jason Kenney's future. We're chatting with Ken Bosenkuhl now, who is a professor at the Maxwell School of Public Policy at McGill University and a research fellow at the C.D. Howe Institute. Ken, thanks for joining us today. appreciate your time. Good morning, Jay. So, I mean, ob- this obviously is a dream come true for Jason Ken. He really could not have asked for much more a month out from a leadership review. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are saying it's pure luck. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, nice to be on the receiving end of high oil prices, even if that is, you know, it's been coming for about a year or so, uh, and then exacerbated by the horrible events in Europe. But as I wrote in a piece yesterday, it's not just luck. No. Uh, Jason Kenney, if we if we would have continued on the spending trajectory of the previous government, we'd still have a four to six billion dollar deficit this year. Uh, that's thanks to Trevor Toombs' calculations, and and so I think I think as you said earlier, I think what Jason Kenney can say is that not only are, am I the beneficiary of good fortune, but I'm the beneficiary of running a good government, at least if you're a conservative and think government should be smaller. And I think the people voting on his leadership are conservative, and most of them want government to be smaller. So I think he's got a good story to tell. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, both things are true in this case. I mean, there was a lot of really good luck. I mean, a bunch of things came together to create this this perfect storm of, of revenue surging, you know, and a lot of things had to fall into place, and they did. Well, you know, I often say that the job of a political strategist is to string together a bunch of unrelated coincidences and make them look like a grand strategy. Um, so there's certainly there's certainly some of that there. But look, let me let me just reinforce a point I made I made at the beginning. Uh, Ralph Klein, uh, premier that I worked for back when we were still you know doing budgets out of stone tablets. Um, cut spending by 25%. Now, there's a lot of people who weren't happy with that, but the reality is most Albertans recognize that he did that, and he remained premier for a long time. Jason Kenney, in the last, since he became premier, has cut spending by about 15% in real per-person terms. That's a real reduction. And many of us, myself included, have long said that, you know, after Ralph Klein left the scene, Alberta started spending like crazy, and it's good for Alberta to get our spending in line with... BC, Ontario, and Quebec, which is what he's done. And so, again, if you're a conservative and you think government should be smaller and you think Alberta was spending too much, these are good things. Uh, you know, I acknowledge that there is a university just down the road from where I am that's on strike. There's a lot of communities that are looking for doctors, so there's no question there's been some pain yeah. uh, as a result of these cuts. But I come back to it. The people he's the people he needs to get on his side in the next month are conservatives and members of the party and for them this is a good news story well that's the question ken is i mean with all of the 
the negative baggage he's been dragging around basically since he took over, uh, the infighting within the party and all the different problems that he's faced. Is this enough? Is one budget, this? it's a big turnaround, there's no doubt, it's an extraordinary budget. Is that enough to get rid of that bitter taste that a lot of people have in their mouths and say, okay, we'll stick with this guy? Well, I wrote, the first piece I wrote on this was a few weeks ago. I was sort of setting the table for the budget, and I sent it to my editor, and she uh, she immediately sent a note back saying, you're a brave boy, Bozenkul, for <laughs> 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 defending or hinting that Jason Kenney's going to survive. So I, I don't know the answer. Uh, what, I, what I can say is, is two things. Number one, I think on COVID, and I've made no secret of this, he has been... He has been swinging for the fences in one direction yeah. and swinging for the fences in the other direction. His tone has been completely off. And that has made that has made people angry on every side of the issue. It doesn't matter what side of the issue. I don't think he's made anybody no. happy through this whole thing. And that's a, that's a pretty big... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Baggage to care. But I, as Ken Bosenkuhl, I have been writing about the need for Alberta to get its spending in order for, well, since uh, Ralph Klein left and things got out of control. And so for me, this is a big deal. Uh, I'm glad that Alberta is now delivering a government that's about the same size as BC, Ontario and Quebec, similar size provinces. And I think it's I think it's a good move. Um, will that make, you know, I'm sure within the party, there are people that are so angry about the COVID stuff that he will get a negative review. But until now, he hasn't had any or much good to say. And this gives him a one big thing to say. So we'll see. I, I I think the other thing I would say is never underestimate Jason Kenney when it comes to organization. He's probably the most proficient and impressive political organizer, ground organizer in the game in Canada, period. And uh, we've started to see that in some of the constituency associations that he's, you know, uh, put his own people in. And so that's a completely separate issue, but never underestimate Jason Kenney when it comes to organizing. And at the end of the day, the leadership review is a big organizing drive to get people yeah. out who support him. So, you know, uh, those two things make me think that uh, I'm not in the same camp as my editor. I, I think he's got a shot. You know, it's really interesting. I think, you know, the, the case that we'll start to hear, if especially if he survives the leadership review and heads into the next campaign, is the fact that, you know what, the COVID pandemic was a one in a million shot. It was completely extraordinary. No politician handled it perfectly. But if you take a look at the stuff that a typical politician and a typical premier had to manage, look at what I've done. The budget's turned around things. You know, so I think he's going to try and he's going to try and separate a lot of the disaster that's been dragging him around uh, and say that was all COVID related. Now that it's not an issue the way that it was, things will be better. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree. I think there have been some politicians that have done the COVID stuff correctly. I, the w- people that have done it the worst, in my view, have been Justin Trudeau, who has really over and over, you know, sought divisions instead of uh, instead of unity. Uh, and Jason Kenney, as I said, has been swinging for the fences on yeah. this. But you know, I think I think BC and uh, John Horgan, Adrian Dix have done a good job by mostly staying out of the way, letting the letting professionals do it. Uh, you know, I think Doug Ford has has been really bad at times, but he's also been really good at times. He hasn't been consistently bad. No. Um, well, he came out so of the I, gate I, really, really strong. I mean, Ford impressed a lot of people. He he did, and then he made some... He, he Again, I think the big problem here is swinging for the fences. Yeah. I think the, the proper thing to do through a pandemic is say, we're going to take the best advice, and we're going to take care of people as much as we can. We need. I, I wrote a piece about this months ago, just saying we, we, we need a government that cares about families and elderly people, and if people feel like the government is taking care of the people that are vulnerable, that's that to me is the most important thing. And, and I think just uh, focusing on economics or focusing on, on illness or focusing on, on the preventative stuff really wasn't helpful. And, and if, if the public feels like the government is just doing the best they can to protect the vulnerable, yeah. that's the sweet spot. And, you know, I'm not a fan of the, of the NDP. You know, everybody knows that. But I think John Horgan largely got the tone right. And the funny thing is, just to go on for a second, the actual policy in British Columbia wasn't all that much different no. than the actual policy in Alberta. It was the tone and and sort of the swing, you know, best summer ever is suddenly swing over there and it's, oh, we made a mistake, swing over there. Uh, and I think that the, the whipsawing um, where Horgan just felt more... Uh, steady hand on the wheel. Good, boring government, and uh, yeah. we could use some. We could use some good, boring government in Alberta for a while. <laughs> we could use some good, boring everything for a while, Ken. It's absolutely exactly. crazy this world that we're in. <laughs> Appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Anytime. Cheers. That's Ken Bosencool uh, giving us his take on where we are with Jason Kenny, and it's going to be really interesting to see how this goes. I don't know if this is enough. I don't know if this is a t- uh, enough to save you know, Jason Kenney's political career. I know there's a lot of division within that party. Um, I mean, there, there's, he has two issues that he has to deal with. First of all, he has to survive this leadership review, which is happening on April 9th. And I don't think that's a, a, a sure bet by any stretch of the imagination. But as Ken said, you know, he only has to impress conservatives on that front, the people within the party. He has to heal enough wounds there, um, get enough votes to survive that leadership review. And then he's got the next challenge that he needs to face. And that, of course, is an election coming up next spring in 2023. And I think the hill to climb there is even bigger than the one he faces coming up next month. And, you know, this budget, is that enough to change the perception that Jason Kenney um, has been a disaster?